Welcome to another informative episode of Alberta Doctors Digest, brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. You've tuned in to one of the many stories from our online publication at add.albertadoctors.org. We're the flagship source of information and opinion of the Alberta Medical Association, advancing patient-centered quality care by advocating for and supporting physician leadership and wellness. Let's get started. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Alberta Doctors Digest podcast brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. As always, I'm your host, Editor-in-Chief Marvin Polis. For this episode, I'm hanging out in a park in St. Albert, Alberta. There's some kids playing in the playground behind me. It's a, it's a beautiful fall day. And joining me remotely from Calgary is Dr. Terry Brandon. She's with the Physician and Family Support Program with the AMA, and we're here to talk about substance use disorder. Dr. Brandon, can you start off by just telling us a little bit about some of the background of the physiology of substance use disorder? Uh, Sure, Marvin. By the DSM-5 definition, substance use disorder is the recurrent use of alcohol or of a drug that causes clinically and functionally significant impairment. Uh, Such things as health problems, relationship stress, or difficulties in the workplace. The term addiction refers to the most severe and chronic phase of a substance use disorder. Um, Addiction is considered to be an acquired chronic brain disease, and all addictive substances activate the reward regions in the brain by causing an increased release of dopamine. The frequent and repeated use of the drug then causes changes in the neurocircuitry of the brain, leading to the use of higher doses, the inability to abstain, and to behavioral and mood changes. Okay, understood. Now, I understand that there's a cycle related to addiction. Can you tell us about that? Sure. We can look at the cycle of addiction as being three phases. The first phase is binge and intoxication. It's the use of the substance and the associated positive sensations that are caused by that dopamine release. As these effects wear off, the person will experience withdrawal, the second phase, where they might have feelings of depression, anxiety, or restlessness. And then, in order to alleviate these feelings, they enter the third phase, preoccupation and anticipation, where they make plans to get more of the substance and then return back to the first phase. Okay, so what are some of the risk factors that might make a person, even even a physician, more susceptible to addiction? Well, obviously, not everyone who's exposed to an addictive substance becomes addicted. So some of the factors that can increase susceptibility to this illness would include a family history of addiction, the early exposure to drugs or alcohol, um, some environmental factors, and mental illnesses like mood disorders or psychoses. In physicians, burnout, depression, and career dissatisfaction are also all associated with increased risk. All right, so Dr. Brandon, what might a physician who is suffering from substance use disorder look like? I mean, in in other words, what kind of behaviors or or traits are common when somebody is addicted to a substance? Well, in mild or moderate substance use disorders, there may be no signs noticeable in the workplace or to casual acquaintances, although family and friends may notice some changes. But in the later, more severe stages, co-workers might notice mood swings, irritability, um, some unusual behavior, and unexplained absences. 
Now, clearly, when people are suffering from an addiction, some people will recognize, and, and sometimes their families will recognize it. And, and in your experience, though, what are some of the barriers or deterrents that might prevent a physician from seeking help with a substance use disorder? With the substance use disorders, the disease process itself can actually be a barrier to seeking help because changes in the brain can impair executive function and decision-making abilities so people don't necessarily make the decisions that might be best for them. As well, there might be a fear of withdrawal symptoms, again making it difficult for a person to initiate a request for help. Also, physicians might be concerned about the stigma of a diagnosis of substance use disorder and are often worried about career and licensing implications. In many cases, the concern and support of a trusted individual might be necessary to guide the person towards seeking help. Now, if there happens to be a physician listening right now who is struggling with substance use, what would you like them to know? Well, first of all, I'd like physicians to know that treatment is available and that it's effective. For those who might be worried about the ramifications to their career, I'd like them to know that the college considers substance use disorder to be a medical condition and is very supportive of physicians who seek treatment. Our experience at PFSP is that those who seek help for addiction or substance use return to work and go on to have fulfilling careers in their practices. Well, tell us more about the AMA's Physician and Family Support Program, or PFSP. How does it help physicians with substance use disorder? I mean, what's, what's the process? Well, when a physician calls our 24-hour line and asks for help with substance use, we usually offer them the opportunity to meet with some of us in person so that we can thoroughly explore their situation. We listen to their concerns and we talk about the options that are available to them. We can help them get an expert opinion about their diagnosis and about treatment recommendations. We'll also help them access treatment and support. And we'll walk with them through the entire process for as long as they want our involvement. Our goal is to help them take control of their illness, to enhance their physical and emotional wellness, and to return to practice as a healthier and happier person. Well, splendid. Sounds like a very constructive process. Dr. Brandon, how can people get in touch with the PFSP? Contacting PFSP is as easy as calling our 24-hour assistance line. Physicians can simply pick up the phone and call 1-877-767-4637 and someone will return their call within a very short time period. Great. Well, thank you for joining us today on the Alberta Doctors Digest podcast. Really appreciate your time. Well, thank you very much, Marvin. Thanks again for tuning in to Alberta Doctors Digest, brought to you by the Alberta Medical Association. This has been just one of the many stories from the current issue of our online publication. You can read the entire publication at add.albertadoctors.org. See you next time.